Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, Old School. Uh, we were talking. <sighs> Scott Shanley opened some doors mentally. Shan-dog. Opened some doors mentally. That for all the high school coaches, all the wannabe Husker players who are at high schools throughout the state, right, who really want to understand the difference between the scholarship offer, the preferred scholarship offer, the walk-on, the, like the, the, the full redshirt year, all those things <laughs> in place, right? Like all the stuff that's there. Right. And at, at your fingertips, at Jay Foreman's fingertips, would be the ability to put together a conglomerate of former Huskers who could answer questions for Husker wannabe players throughout the state. Right. For coaches, to explain to coaches, four coaches, not only two coaches, but four coaches, how, what's going to be required for these young men to be a part of this program and to help move them to work. <laughs> right, yeah. I think it, if you take it a step farther, it's not even necessarily about, of course, I want every kid to come to Nebraska, but it, I think it really what, what hurts a lot of kids um and I guess parents as well because they don't know, right? Um, a lot of kids don't want to be evaluated because all they want to be told is how good they are. Evaluation doesn't mean that you're not good. Evaluation is actually helping you get to wherever you're Which at. It's just telling you what your location and, is. And both even like for coaches as well. Like you having a, another set of eyes to come in and help you with your defense. Uh, a, a certain Lincoln, Lincoln school in here that runs the same defense no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um you need to do the betterment by the kids. But here's one thing I've learned. I've learned that in in the Lancaster County area, a lot of the high school coaches like to control what the kids do, right? But in, but essentially you're hurting the kids in the sense of if he goes and gets help, he's going to make you make your team better. It doesn't mean we're trying to like run, tell him to run a different offense. I think a lot of kids get so fixated on power five or bust, right? Well, the NFL draft should tell you, and if you guys watch the draft now, it doesn't really matter. And so the biggest thing I always tell kids, the best thing for you to do is go to a place if you love football is be able to play, develop, and be the best you can be. So, you know, if your body frame or the way that you play on tape um, is suitable for like a 4-3, then 3-4 probably is not the best thing for you. If If you're going to a school – if you really are dead set on a school, but the coach is on the on the, you know lame duck coach on a you know hot seat, then it might not be for you. Then you might want to go to another school, so forth and so on. Um, and that reference isn't for you know Nebraska. It's more I'm thinking more of another another school where a kid from Omaha went uh, this year. You know, um, you got to think about all that. Is, is is there a lot of turnover in the coaching staff? Because that means if you got a young and up to coming coach, that's probably say he's a pretty good recruiter. He's not gonna make. He's gonna be going for the next. He's gonna be at a maybe at a bigger school. Say if you're headed out to like Montana or Wyoming, you know that a coach that's done pretty well that kind of moved up the rank is gonna be somewhere else. And so you got to look at all that before you start honing in on a, on a particular school. Let alone before you even think about that, you want to make the most improvement as a player and a detailed plan in the off season, which is the spring and the summer, in order to get the most notoriety, but then also make the most gains for you to be a uh 
a, a great performer on a Friday or whenever your games are. So um, <clears throat> there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that I think these local athletes miss out on, um, in particular, especially I know more, you know, uh, Lincoln, just because of the, uh, there's a significant difference between Lincoln and Omaha uh, as far as the uh, willingness to, to try to get better and the intensity uh, to get better. And uh, and that's the big difference. You see it in the state playoffs. You see it every year. And and I and, and you put Bellevue and all those guys in the Omaha area versus Lincoln. And Lincoln Lincoln has as much talent, but it's never came to fruition because of uh, either they don't know what they don't know or the unwillingness to go and and um, find what they can to get better. Again, same same line of logic, same line of thought putting together a group of, of, of Huskers who know what's required and know the metrics behind this thing and making yourselves as a collective available to high school coaches to train linebacker coaches around the state, to cha- to train offensive linemen coaches around the sure. state. I mean, just imagine the coaching symposium, like the meeting place where the guys can come in and hear from you guys directly. Right. Yeah, and it's not, and I think sometimes, uh, and this I don't know where this always came from. Is like uh, I'm sure Vershawn deals with it a lot because he's probably went through every single roster since like ninety since 1990 of, of having guys on. But I think people think like, oh, 90s Huskers football's changed. I've never talked to a guy that's played in the 90s that was talking about what we did. It's all about. When you watch tape, you're looking at hand placement, you're looking at footwork, you're looking at play recognition, you're looking at little things that you could cheat to be a better and more effective player to help you accentuate to whatever scheme that you're running, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the big difference is that we did the everyday things so often that it looked high repetition. High repetition. High we did it, everything, all the fundamentals and stuff over and over and over, so they accentuated our athletic ability. So we didn't have those little laws where, you know, we were missing guys. Or, you know, we you didn't have a lot of one block away from, from touchdown. We didn't have a guy go left when he was supposed to go right because we were doing it. And so that's also individual choice. And so that's the biggest thing I think that might be missing. And I always say it, Alabama's offensive line, when they play together in college, looks like the dang Dallas Cowboys when they had Emmett. Mm-hmm. But when you take them out of it individually, a lot of them haven't came to fruition of – the dominance that they were at, you know, always go to Andre Smith, right? Mm-hmm. He was the number three pick going to Cincinnati, and then he ended up ending his career at guard. When you're going number three pick, you're supposed to be a perennial pro, pro bowler, all pro, and if you stay healthy, you know. Like you're already there you're already before there. they draft you. Right, you're already there. It, you know, pro bowl is like <clears throat> as long as you can walk and chew gum and, and play. And, and, and You get what I'm saying? You don't have to be outstanding when you're number three pick to make a pro bowl because they already kind of expect it. So, um, but as a unit and doing the same, the footwork, everything, that's why they look so good on tape. Now I'm not saying that they're not great players. Let, let me get, you know, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong, but like Leatherwood that plays, that was drafted by the Raiders, right? Tackle in the college. Well, he was one of the up for the outland. Now he's playing guard in two or three years, Right. You would have never thought that being he was what top. Remember he was surprise pick one like twelve. So, um, and some of that's finding out the mentality of the, of the player, right? But I think that's a talent as well. Yeah, like it being is. able to identify what that is. Uh, Tom is on the Honda League and Hotline. Let's bring him in. Tom, what's up? Hello, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? We're good. Uh, so my day's good. 
if we go back to like the 90s and the early 2000s, I'm really aging myself here, but we used to have really good football in this town of Lincoln. You know, we used to have like Nick Boz and, and the Roots and all those guys that came through the system. So when they grew up, they were playing together with their school. Now, once, you know, now you don't play together with your guys in football, especially until you get into high school. You know, like junior high, you're still on the YMCA team. I just think there's no continuity. You know, there's no, like, when you're a freshman, you don't even know you're really who, where you're going to go to school, who's your head coach. they got to put all the system in. And basically, instead of developing, they're learning, you know, plays. Whereas if you would put the junior highs in, in this area, you would, you would learn in junior high, and then you could develop at a higher rate. I don't know. That's just my two cents. I think that's why we have fallen behind in Omaha. All, all. all right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, yeah, Jeff. that's about eighty percent of it, right there. Is not <clears throat> there's no continuity from youth football to middle school football to high school football. It's Why is there not out. a Husker Little League? Uh, well, they have Lincoln Youth Football. Okay, but um, are, are they following the, uh, the, the, the 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 you know the walkway right, has, yeah. has a step? No, I don't that think so. I mean, I think to- uh, you know, really, what he's talking about is high school football becoming more consistent and prominent. So they need that from the high school coaches on down to go to the middle school coach. So you're kind of – I've already ran – I always talk about this. When I first moved to Minnesota, you know, Coach Mike Grant, you know, he we we ran a couple of the plays, right, you know, in eighth grade. Then by the time I got to, you know, freshman and sophomore in varsity, well, I had maybe 50% of the playbook already done. You get what I'm saying? Hope we'll put a pin right there because we got to get two segments in. I do want to stay there because in other places I've been, those things have been done, and right. I'm curious as to why they're not done here. We'll, we'll we'll get back into that on Old School when we come back. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.